0: This is Town Roots Podcast, episode number 21.
1: Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No no matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes. Hey, everybody. Uh, Today, we have Nicole Felix-Borders with Pound Business. It's talking about her business, and so uh, with that, I want to turn it over to her. How you doing, Nicole?
2: Hey, Vincent, how's it going?
1: Great, great, great! So happy to have you on here. So, just a little bit of context for for our listeners, Nicole and and Anthony, and and I have all known each other over the few uh, past what probably four or five years, at, at least for me, through different relationships and businesses and whatnot. So it's, it's so cool and refreshing to be able to highlight some one of our own, if you will. Uh, on this podcast with that let's just jump right in uh, Anthony did you want to say anything before we get started
0: I've known Nicole for it and I don't want to date either one of us Nicole. <laughs> okay. but if I put a three-handle in front of it would I be lying
2: you would not be <laughs> you would not be and, and I'll tell you when Vincent first reached out and we had the conversation about talking about this opportunity today and just reminiscing to where how far back he and I go and then how far back you and I go. It's just great to be reconnected again. Totally agree.
1: Totally agree. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Pound Business and why you got started.
2: Thank you. I want to first start off with saying that Pound Business is literally a labor of love. It is uh, between me and my new husband, Reggie Borders. And Reggie and I, we actually met hiking and a cake or a baking company. You wouldn't think that it would start off with such (laughs) an intro as we met hiking, but we literally did. And after the hikes and What led to a potential courtship, uh, Reggie and I started dating. And during the time that we were dating, I actually took ill, been a person who's been taking care of herself for so long. And so took ill and had to actually have someone take care of me. And Reggie and my mother did an excellent job in that. And during that time, when it was one of their shift change, my mom was going on to a church event. And so. Reggie, he's had this cake and, and throughout our our dating and courtship, every time we went somewhere, people would ask Reggie about the cake. So when my mom was going to this church event, uh, he actually baked my mom four cakes to take to the fundraiser. You, you all know back in the mm-hmm. day, the church do the building fund and they have the yeah. fish fry and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. and so Reggie provided the pound cakes for the fish fry. And my mom came home. Guess what? I got you all a dozen orders. Wow. And I'm like, how you got us a dozen <laughs> orders when we're not even a business? And so that was around like the Thanksgiving time frame. And so we fulfilled those dozen orders and it turned into 30 orders. And by then, and we kicking it, if you will. And so then the following year came back that 30 turned into 70. In between that time, Reggie was having a milestone birthday. And Anthony, you and I talked about our three decades of knowing one another through the National Association of Black Accountants. Off of that, I birthed a nonprofit called Life Courses and in Learn, Inspire, Focus, and Elevate. And in that nonprofit, one of the main things was teaching about financial literacy and entrepreneurship. And so Reggie and I were talking, I'm like, well, Baby, you got demand. We need to give them supply Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we need to turn this into a business. So on his milestone birthday, he gave birth, uh, to pound business by getting the business licenses and everything. And we started the business. And just one more quick thing on that. We had the business where people would say, I want a cake. We'll bake the cake. Then folks were like, Oh, I changed my mind about the cake. We were like, but we baked the cake. And so one of his friends taught us about Shopify. And so we built our e-commerce out of that and became an official business shipping across the U.S.
0: I love so many things about that story, Nicole. I, like, I don't <laughs> even know where to start there. Like, first of all, it started with a few free cakes at the church. right? Like,
2: yes. How many yes. of
0: us have had a free cake at the church, first of all? <laughs> right? yes. yes. And then the, the few free cakes turned into a dozen orders, would turn into 30 orders, would turned into 70 orders. At that point you had to feel like we have something here.
2: Yes, exactly. You underestimate, like you go somewhere, people, you you take, it's a potluck, right? You take something and people like, oh, this is good. And so then it got to the point to where we just started showing up and people were like, well, cake is the price of entry for you guys. If you don't have that, then why are you here? And so... Really listening to that. And one of the surprises is that people always think that I was the baker and I was the one that brought the cakes to to the relationship and just demystifying all those roles, if you will, of that. And I love the even the story behind Reggie learning the recipe. He's originally from Tampa. And he came out here and he was nostalgic about home and his auntie sent him a cake and he got the the interest from his friends. And so he wanted to learn how to do it himself. And so he learned that cake. So I, I talk about during our courtship, Reggie brought me cake. He brought me sweet potato pie. <laughs> he brought me all these different desserts. And so to see that Something from his family has been able to become what it is right now and is, is a beautiful thing. And
0: so was it sounds like it was a family recipe. Did he do any twist to it or are he doing the same way Auntie did?
2: What I love to say is that while he brought the relationship to this, uh, he brought the cake to the relationship, yeah. I brought the flavor. Oh,
0: you put, so. a, you put a kick in it. You put a kick in it, Auntie. Yes. It. yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. So he followed it. Rule by rule, step by step, didn't want to steer away from it. And then I came in, what if we tried this? And what if we did this instead of that? And it took a little bit of convincing. But now we have like about 13 flavors or so on the menu. Yeah. And and he's what I call my classic man. So the classic flavor is is what Reggie brought. Mm -hmm. And then one time to a trip to the barber, he took some cake. And the barber said, have you guys ever tried lemon? No, let's try it. And we took him a piece. He loved it. Lemon is our most popular flavor. Another one of our fellow hikers was like, I'm having a birthday party and strawberry is my favorite flavor. Can you try to make me a strawberry one? We made that. And then off of that, we had strawberry lemonade and we had strawberry banana and so forth and so on. So every flavor has a story behind it. Majority of the flavors are just based on recommendations from our customers.
1: That's awesome. So I, and I love your website. I see the picture uh, with you and your husband there with a cake mixer on the bench and a pound cake next to you. When you think about like how you're approaching marketing your cakes and your business, did you have to do anything special uh, or did it just naturally take off or are you just, do the cakes sell themselves?
2: A combination of all of that. That's one of my favorite pictures because I feel like Reggie has both of his babies next to him, me and the cakes, if you will. (laughs) We talk about the secret ingredient being love and butter and we deliberately took those photos out outdoors because that's how we met one another once again hiking can't remember what the story what the question was but i'm sorry we're gonna to have to edit no, it's, this it's part a, what a, was the a, original I was question just, i was just
1: gonna say it, it was basically just asking how you uh, approach marketing the, the oh the cakes. okay
2: yeah well, thanks vincent the the way that we approach marketing our the way that we approach the cakes we say that it sells themselves because the the, the sweetness and the goodness of it But we say that the cake is the price of entry. So many stories come out of when the people taste the cakes. When we're at farmer markets and we give out samples, individuals instantly go to that memory or that moment with, they always refer to grandma. This is grandma's recipe. Look at the texture and all of those things. That sells the cakes as well.
1: Are you also primarily doing your business in Oakland? And if so, does is, is that is, is that strategic, or what, what's the thought process behind that?
2: Yeah, I want to give a little bit of a, a background story behind that because one, I love your name, Town Roots, and I want to talk a little bit about how we got to pound business. We were originally cakes, Reggie Cakes by the pound, and at the time when we were going through the different DBAs doing business as we didn't realize that there were other cakes by the pounds in different parts of the county. And it was at a point to where we were like, okay, do we want to continue to be cakes by the pound? We add on Reggie's cakes by the pound. Is that really differentiating what we're doing? And so actually one of my sorority sisters, we were at a woman's conference and I was talking with her about this. And she was like, what you and, and Reggie need to do is just go home and do a whiteboarding session about different names and, and come up with a new name. And so on the way home, I was describing that concept to him. And so I was like, yeah, baby, we're going to put a, a white piece of paper on the board and we're going to write pound business and we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. And He was like, wait a minute, hold up. What did you just say? And I was like, we're going to write pound business on the, on the screen. He was like, that's it. Like we sell cakes in the town." That's town business. So this is gonna be pound business. And so that's where pound business came from. And I met Reggie's from Tampa Bay. I'm a Oakland native, born and raised. And so the base meeting, if you will, it was it just fit. It was just right.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And for you, you guys got started. Probably maybe a year or two in the, in the pandemic, right? Is that correct?
2: Actually, no, it was before. Um, the story that I mentioned about the cakes and everything, that was like in 2017. And 2018 was when he gave birth to the business. And we just started taking off, like doing, I think our first event was the Sunday in the Redwoods for in, in Oakland, where, what? Three to 500 folks gather, and we were out there selling our cakes and everything and becoming household names and was getting other doors opened for us. We started doing pop ups. We ended up doing a few corporate pop ups. And in early 2020, I, I want to say the circuit was we were at Adobe doing a Black History Month. Then we went to Airbnb to do a Black History Month. We were at SAP doing an event. And we started conversations with the warriors and we were in the process of getting into those cafes at those corporate locations and everything. And then uh, we were planning for my birthday in, in March and baked all these cakes. And then I had to cancel my party because we went into shelter in place Mm -hmm. that weekend. And so here we are with all these cakes, now we're in a pandemic not knowing if we were going to do pop-ups again not knowing where our next opportunities were going to come from and we just said okay and we're actually doing this business and still both have a 9 to 5 as well so we just started really just putting our emphasis into our 9 to 5 and Dave Clark, our KTVU news anchor, if you will, was on social media one day and he was like, I'm looking for a brick and mortar that sells pound cake. Mm. And a lot of people started putting in his comments, check out pound business, check wow. out pound business. Nice. And I'm a very literal person. So I'm like, Dave is looking for a brick and mortar. We're not a brick and mortar. So mm. I'm not worried about it. Once again, I'm telling all the listeners: listen to your parents. Listen to your mama specifically. <laughs> mama said, "Send Dave a Clark to the, uh, send Dave Clark a cake to the station." Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, "Okay, mom." So I sent Dave Clark a cake, and now we're about in May. I think it's like close to Mother's Day or whatever. All of us we're on Shopify, so you get this ching sound every time you get a, a order. So Reggie and I at home one Saturday, just chilling, chilling at home. And we heard cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm like, Reggie, something is happening. I don't know. And it just kept on going. And I'm like, whatever plans we had today, we have to cancel them because we have to bake. We're getting all these orders. And we just started fulfilling the orders. It was like orders as if it was Thanksgiving. And then someone tagged us. Dave Clark had the cake. Posted it on his page, started slowly slicing into it it, and enticing his followers. Mm. And everybody just had to have what Dave Clark had. And so we had customers from Oakland to Discovery Bay to Fairfield and everything. And that just really opened up a new channel for us. Branching off of that, we were in this shelter in place longer than we could anticipate it. Individuals started having virtual banquets instead of in-person banquets. And so one of the things that became a thing is sending like Uber Eats cards for the meals. And then individuals started reaching out to us. We want to send desserts to our virtual gala attendees. Mm-hmm. And so then the we started sending our cakes. And then... I collaborated with, or we collaborated with one of our our college friends. They opened up a wine bar in Alameda. So then our cakes, they were looking for a place. Once they got their wine lounge, they started to pair our cakes with their wine. And so then with these virtual galas, I'm like, you're sending Uber Eats. They have to have a cocktail. So we would send our cakes and they would send their wine. Mm. And then eventually what, what we learned during that pandemic was that food being essential farmer markets became a thing or they were always a thing. It wasn't a thing to, um, to us. We were able to get the opportunity to go to East Oakland and in one of their new farmer markets at liberation park. And it's called Acoma market. And so we became one of the vendors there at that market. And so That opened up opportunities and it just continued to expand. And the last thing that I would share is that being at a coma market, it opened up additional opportunities for us because the um, individuals from the Agriculture Institute of Marin are the folks at the Lake Merritt Farmers Market found us at a coma market and invited us to come and be vendors at Lake Merritt. And that was even at a time where you had the competition at the lake and everybody just activating and selling their things, not in a formalized way. And I'm not saying this despairingly one way or another, but we always knew that wherever we had our product, it had to be in places where it was certified, if you will. And so this opportunity that to present in Grand Lake to sell at Grand Lake opened up new opportunities. So we just celebrated one year at Grand Lake. Celebrated two years at Acoma Market. We've given out scholarships through cake sales. So the pandemic it it really presented a lot of opportunities where we thought we were done, but we didn't realize we were just beginning. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Nicole, I love your story there. And I think the first takeaway is, listen to mama. We got yeah, it. listen to mama. <laughs> but the second thing, my takeaway from what you just said is, I heard a lot of networking and relationships and small milestones and turned into bigger milestones, which turned into bigger opportunity. And just talk about that a little bit. Were there Were you surprised that, oh, we took this step, and then that opened up this door, which opened up bigger doors?
2: Yeah, because I'll be honest, we were disappointed that we were on the verge of all these corporate opportunities and then they just went away because of sheltered in place mm-hmm. and so it's like we took our ball and went home was <laughs> sitting down literally on the couch and then this dave clark opportunity presented itself fast forward now to to where we are right now and you would think the farmer markets would be our success story but really what the pandemic did was it opened up doors But it also showed that told us to slow down. And like Vincent was saying earlier when he asked the question, well, did you start your business at the start of the pandemic? And and actually, I feel like we are just now starting our business. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because we've paused. And we started being in various programs. We were in Main Street Launch. We were in the Small Business Development Center doing food incubators. We were in a Target program. We were in a Chase program. And... Through that, now we have a business plan. We have our NMSDC, National Minority Supplier Diversity Council, certification of being a minority business enterprise. We have our Buy Black certification. We recently just did an event at Chase Center, and that's um, through being a part of the Chase Minority Business Initiative, where we were a part of a a woman's a marketplace in front of Chase Center. So it became more than being able to pop up in Oakland at a farmer's market. It became very strategic um, and created a, a more doors for us to go through. And we're still not done yet.
0: Well, I had one question on something you said earlier. You were talking about the orders. Are you guys baked to order or do you carry inventory?
2: We're we're baked to order, but now looking at our analytics and looking at some of our more popular flavors, is if we bake it, they'll buy it, mm-hmm. so sort to of speak. And we were home-based. Uh, we're now in the uh, process of transitioning to commercial space, but for the most part, we're baked to order. And even in that, I'll share quickly in regards to baking for e-commerce orders and baking for marketplace orders. There, there came a time as after the racial reckoning and all these individuals wanting to support small businesses, support black owned businesses as well, where we've reached capacity at times and had to shut down our opportunities to do the bake to order because we had these huge bulk orders. This past um, holiday season, we provided like close to a thousand slices to the Eat Learn Play Foundation for their tree trimming event. One Black History Month, we did 2,100 slices for the Kaiser's Black History Month program. There was a time when World Central Kitchen was doing a few collaborations with nonprofits. And one, two, in particular, the um, Oakland Collective ran by Candace and O'Kerr, the Dave O'Kerr Center in East Oakland at the time ran by the executive uh, director, they were ordering 500 slices and and 600 slices to give away to the community along with their food. And we were able to be a part of that. And and most of the times we didn't just send the cake. We actually got out there and served the cake as well. Mm
0: -hmm. And how do you guys deliver it? Do you have delivery service? I think you mentioned before Uber Eats or do people come pick it up from
2: you? Yeah. Okay. So we're not on Uber Eats. We used to have delivery services. Delivery services was myself and Reggie that yeah. stopped quickly after okay. we expanded. So that's we what I was getting shipped. to where you, <laughs> you guys personally delivering. These cakes? We were personally <laughs> delivering. So now you can find us at the farmer markets or you can order your cake and it's shipped.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got another quick question for you just because I can't imagine what your kitchen must look like. So I know I guarantee you that the, the, you're probably welcoming the the ability to move to commercial space. But when you're in your own space, making uh, baked goods like that, is it easy because you're both aligned? Do you ever have issues where, no, we need to put this much in? And do you have ever had like disagreements about how the process should work?
2: Yes. After being together as business partners, I'm happy that we actually moved forward and got married. Both can be easy, but both can be difficult. There's times when I make the cake and I do it this way and he makes the cake and he does it that way. But in the end, that love ingredient is what makes it all work. It's so funny because I think we have like about 11 mixers here at the home now. And it was at a time where Reggie would go on the uh, Facebook marketplace and buy mixers, new mixers, can you imagine, and and bring them home. I'm like, we don't need one more mixer here in the house, but that's how we keep up with the demand. We have a full production here. We have freezers in the garage, storage in the garage, mixers just for baking, mixers just for sifting flour. And we're looking forward to making that transition to commercial so we can have our home back.
0: And do you guys have employees, Nicole, or is it just the, the two of you doing the whole show?
2: For the longest, it was just the two of us. And then we realized in order to be a better business, we we have to start to expand and take some of that responsibility off of us. Because once again, we both have a full-time job in addition to that And it's been a beauty to be able to hire some teenagers. We have like Mm. about four teenagers working with us at the market on different times. We now have a a bookkeeper doing handling our financials and everything. We are in need of a, a social media manager. If there's listeners out there that is interested in... Applying the pound business, there's there will be some opportunities available soon as we're going through that process of expanding our operations beyond just the baking of it.
1: Now, to wrap this up, where can people find you to, to buy your, your compound kit?
2: Yes. First of all, poundbusiness.com. And if you were listening attentively earlier, business is like town business. So B-I-Z-N-E-S. Poundbusiness.com is our website. Um, we're at the farmer market every Saturday at Grand Lake. We're at a coma market every first and third Sundays. And then you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at poundbusiness. And
0: we'll be sure to put links to all of that stuff in the show notes for the episode.
2: Great. Thank you.
0: Hey, Nicole, thanks so much. This has been fantastic.
2: Oh, you you can't even imagine. It's been great for me being reconnected to the both of you. Congratulations on your podcast, uh, on your families and everything that you're doing. And thank you for bringing this podcast to the community.
1: Thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com.